Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Kilcoin on the show last week talking about an evening with Mike Martz. It's this Thursday from 6 to 8. It's going to be at the St. Clair Country Club in Belleville, Illinois. And a portion of the proceeds will benefit the Alzheimer's Association of Greater St. Louis. Tickets to the event, 75 bucks. It's going to be great. And all you need to do is go to eventbrite.com. That's eventbrite.com. And just search Mike Martz. And an evening with Mike Martz will come up. And lo and behold, on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, the former head coach of the St. Louis Rams, Mike Martz, joins Brooke Grimsley and Randy Carricker. Coach, always good to have you with us. How are you doing? Uh, good, Randy. Thanks for having me. Hey, I always uh, enjoy talking to you. And I was thinking of you because I knew we were going to have you on. As I, I put together our, my show, my portion of the show this weekend, I thought it was interesting because when the greatest show on turf was rolling, we knew what it was going to be, right? We knew it was going to be Pace and Newton and uh, Andy McCollum and Adam Timmerman and whoever the right tackle was going to be. I thought all four games this weekend, Mike, and tell me if I'm wrong, were a product of dominant offensive lines. Well, I think so. Uh, actually, both sides of the ball and a couple of them, uh, you know, dominate both in the defensive line and the offensive line. I think uh, look at San Francisco, I think that's a pretty good uh, – indication there too and as good as dallas is on defense they just uh, the fourth quarter they just put them down you know they did they got off the ball and and that's who san francisco is you know they're they're so well-rounded and physical on both sides of the ball. coach what do you think with this weekend i mean obviously you saw everything that happened with patrick mahomes what is your thought going into that game this weekend now with mahomes Possibly, of course, obviously not being 100% with that high ankle sprain going into that game with the Bengals. Who, what do you think is going to happen with that game now? Well, the Bengals have, have kind of got their number a little bit. It's like San Francisco and the Rams lately. The Bengals have beat them here uh, several times. Um, and I think that uh, for them to win, Patrick's got to be at his best. You know, what they did in that game, they rushed the ball very well, uh, you know, when they had to, to win it like San Francisco did. But Ultimately, you know, Cincinnati is going to put some points on the board. They just will. Um, and I, I do think that um, they run the ball exceptionally well, Cincinnati does. And that will be really hard on KC. So I, I think KC can get behind early in the game, and then it's going to put pressure on Patrick with that bad foot to, you know, to make it up. Mike Martz with us on 101 ESPN, and you can see and read so much of the great work that Mike Martz does at the 33rd team, the33rdteam.com. And one of the things that you wrote about this weekend is the dominance of Travis Kelsey. Man, when a quarterback has a weapon like that, how much easier does it make Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney's job if they can just find number 87? 
Well, it just solves so many problems for them because it's uh, the smaller receivers, you know, the location of the ball has got to be so specific. But with his length and his reach, uh, the other part of it is it doesn't look like he's fast because he's a big stride guy, but he's he's covering ground. But he's, you know, they slammed him at the line of scrimmage. They everything could to stop him. They just couldn't stop him. So you put the ball anywhere out near him, he's got a chance to go and get that. And it's just so difficult for safeties and DBs to – you know, to cover him, you got to somehow keep him on line of scrimmage as long as you can. And Mike, you've had players that just had the ability to get open, whether it was Isaac or Torrey, and we see it with a guy like Cooper Cup. You see it with Kelsey. Is that something that's coached, or is that just instinctive, the the ability to get open like those guys do? You know, a lot of what they're doing is against man coverage, you know, and then uh, I think Cooper Cup is such a magnificent uh, choice runner or dodge runner we used to call it, where it's an option route where you get in there and you just you have a certain area that you can be and you just find that hole um, they do so much with, with that with him and then a man to man he has a freedom we used to do that with Ricky and Ozzie Keem the outside guys uh, we did more uh, down the field stuff but uh, Cooper can play in and out which makes him really unusual uh, you know and then Kelsey of course the matchups there within the zone you can squeeze a zone on him, and he still go up and throw. You put the ball high, he still goes up and gets the ball. So, I just think you got to beat him up as much as you can. <laughs> well, another playmaker that we've been talking about too is George Kittle as well with the Forty ers and he's been fan, been fantastic. What do you think about that matchup going in this weekend? It's just two really intriguing teams to me. You know, both those those tight ends are so similar. You know, uh, Kittle and, and Kelsey are very, very similar. And big, long, le- lengthy guys with a big reach, you know, cover ground, all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, they're, they're so hard to find. And when you get them, you just take advantage of them because a matchup on, you know, for the offense is just incredible. Um, what it does, too, you end up committing two players to him on passing situations. So you get isolated on another receiver and it's really hard on a defense because you can double him and then you've got that back out of the backfield or Samuels or whatever it is the matching up on on somebody you just don't want to have that matchup on we would be remiss if we didn't have a, a question or two about quarterbacks for mike martz and what about the guy that's throwing the ball to george kittle what's your observation of brock purdy you know, I, I, I saw something I thought was kind of funny uh, on the internet the other day. Somebody was supposed to know he's talking about football. Said, "You know, how good could the Forty ers be if they had a, a really outstanding quarterback?" That was the <laughs> dumbest thing. I, I mean, how, how do you know that this guy isn't going to be a Hall of Fame guy? You know, it's like Kurt and like Mark or Trent Green or any of those guys. They just come out of the, the depths, so to speak, and and that's just who they are. Uh, I think I think he's a special player. There's no question about it. And to be as resilient as he was and be in complete control against that defense was pretty remarkable for a guy who's not played yet. Yeah, there was a, a quote from Kyle Shanahan. He said he's – and Kyle Shanahan's had a lot of guys. He said he's the most uh, poised quarterback I've ever been around. And when you – when you watch him play, you don't even have to know the guy, but you can see the, the poise and the maturity of such a young quarterback. No question. You know, he reminds me of Mark Bolger. Mark Bolger kind of just gets splattered, get up and make a play and throw a touchdown, and everybody's going nuts. And I look at him out in the field, and he's jogging. He does his chin strap, and he jogs off and gets a drink. You don't know, sit down the bench like nothing happened, right? So they're, they're just uh, – those guys are special. You know, they can deal with the, 
they're at their best when things are at their worst, and that's what you want out of a quarterback. Well, how about the quarterbacks that obviously didn't advance? What are your thoughts on Dak Prescott and Josh Allen and their futures? Well, two things. I, I think with Josh Allen, I, I just didn't like – this was coming, by the way. This was coming for Buffalo because they have never been able to run the ball or willing to run the ball all season long. And when you do that, it just makes it so hard on the quarterback. You know, you just play coverage all the time, and it's just going to be very, very difficult. So they've got to rethink how they're doing things, I think, on offense up there. But Dak, I was really disappointed. I know I saw him four years ago in camp uh, with John Kitna. He was such a good player. He didn't look the same. He's uh, he, he was late on his throws. He, he played in a panic. His eyes were all over the place. Uh, you know, I don't know where he is or, or what's going on down there, but he that's just not the guy that I remember. What And like you say, he, he's playing in a panic. Is this stuff that can be coached back into him, you think, Mike? The, the, what sure, you saw four sure, years ago? Yeah, 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 you can do that. I don't know. Um, if you have two guys coaching the quarterback, this, this can happen too. I don't know what the involvement is or it's all in the preparation of that guy. And I just don't know what, I don't want to be real. I don't want to be critical of them and how they do things at all. I really don't, but he just is not confident about turning the ball loose. And that's not who he was three or four years ago. And I don't know why. Mike, we, we've been talking for eight minutes, and we haven't even mentioned the team that might be the best team in the league in <laughs> Philadelphia. Boy, they've got a lot of good things going for them, don't they? Yeah, until they see San Francisco. I think they do, yeah. <laughs> San Francisco is not only the talent, but I think they're the best coach team in the league. I think they have a great plan. He does such a good job of attacking on offense and defensively. The same thing. Um, the pressures, you just they're just so hard to – game plan against on defense so I just think that uh, as good as Philadelphia is you know they'll have a hard time with San Francisco San Francisco has no problem putting the blade down and just said okay you're not going to have the ball we're going to keep it for eight minutes and either kick a field goal or score a touchdown good luck you know they can grind it out grind it out grind it out like they did against uh, the Rams you know for for a number of times and I don't know with this uh the speed that they have up front, as good as they are in the offensive line at Philadelphia, this is going to be a big test for them. I just don't know if they can handle San Francisco, who I think is probably, I think those guys and and uh, Cincinnati are the two best teams right now. Mike, three scoring drives yesterday for the 49ers that totaled 19 minutes and 41 seconds. Three drives that basically took up a third of the game. Yes, and that's what he does. You know, and that's, you know, he can he can do it either way, you know, but against a great defense, you have to be very careful about coming out on first down and going whammy-bammy down the field. You know, you really do because you can go three and out really easy. And you don't want that. So against a great defense, you have to get first downs, and that's as a play caller, that's what you do. You what? have to neutralize the pass rush and rush the football. Yeah. I, I, I got to ask you how you how much fun you have watching Joe Burrow play. Well, he's such a good – I mean, in the snow, who can make those throws on a slick field in the snow? Like, I mean, he put the – I mean, he, he just put the ball wherever he wanted to. It was a lot of fun to watch him. Yeah, he's he's terrific. Thursday night, you're going to be over at St. Clair Country Club with Martin Kilcoin. You guys have had a great relationship for many years, and I know there's going to be some great stories that, that pop up over the course of those two hours. I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate it.
And uh, obviously, I know that uh, a a charity that's near and dear to your heart, the Alzheimer's Association of Greater St. Louis, will be one of the beneficiaries. Thanks for what you do for them and what you do for the community, Mike. And we're looking forward to Thursday. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. That is the former head coach of the St. Louis Rams, Super Bowl coach, Mike Martz, with us on 101 ESPN. Once again, you just go to eventbrite.com, eventbrite.com, and just type in Mike Martz in the search, and you'll get an evening with Mike Martz, and you'll be able to get tickets. And hopefully we'll see you over there on Thursday night.